Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. I wasn't planning to speak at all. Um, but my Yunus's talk just reminded me of a couple of incidents, a few incidents of stories uh, from Hazrat's life. <coughs> First, I remember a time when I was in under 16, Hafiz class, and Qarisab was telling us once there was a craze. Um, a lot of students um, in the toilets, you know, the lota, you have to wash yourself. There was a craze for some reason. People used to stab it from underneath. So you fill the water up. When you finish, you pick it up, all the water falls out. <laughs> so Kharisa was very angry and he used to say, you know, this is wrong, this, that, other. But then he goes, look, I was speaking to Hazrat and Hazrat mentioned that a guest, uh, a mehman, a visitor came. And he went to Hazrat and said, look, what's going on? Look at your students. They're, they're breaking this place up. Look at this. Then there's dents in the walls. There's this, there's that. They damage things. You need to put cameras up. You need to do something to catch these guys and make them pay for it. Right? Be harsh. Put some punishments down so they stop doing these things. And Qarissa was saying, look at Hazrat's compassion for you guys. He said to that person, listen, these are students. If they don't break it, we don't need to fix it. If we don't need to fix it, we don't need money. If we don't need money, where are people like you going to give your chanda lillas? And as a child, I was probably only like 12 years old and really I was, it hit me. I thought, wow, why is this thinking so far ahead? Generally, anybody would be like, yeah, need to catch these guys. Mawinus was talking about finance. Once Mawlana Mamaji Rahmatullah um, he was telling us a story in Mishkat. <coughs> Early days, he used to be the finance manager, the bank manager. He used to be the office bearer. He used to look after all the accounts. And he said they received a notice. Uh, the electricity bill wasn't paid. Then some gas bill was outstanding. They're trying to find money. They couldn't find it. He went to Hazrat and said, look, there's a bill. It's not being paid. We have got no money for it. Hazrat said, inshallah, you know, hojaiga, we'll do it. We'll get it done. We'll get it done. And Muhammad was one notice, two notice, three notice, and a final red letter came. Then they even said, look, on this date, it's going to get cut. Your gas line cut, right? If it's not paid by this date. And Muhammad said, you know, he goes to Hazrat again. He goes, look, tomorrow is the final day. We need to get this done. And Hazrat asked him, G, like, you know, his famous style, like, listen to him. Okay. And I said, and Muhammad just said, no, I'm thinking like, okay, is that it? we're stuck. And he says, okay, he goes back. And he says, the next morning, he goes, I'm sitting in the office, and somebody knocks on the door, he comes in, and he gives me an envelope. And he goes, this and the person walks out, I've never seen this guy, he says, okay, thanks. He opens it, and the money in there is exactly the amount, you know, like, for example, 127 pounds and 45 pence, exactly the amount of that bill. And he says, this is Hazrat Tawajud, this is Hazrat Du'az. So straight away he jumps up and says, I need to see this guy. Like, what, what a random figure to donate. He says, I got up and from where the office was, those of us who know the alum upstairs, he says, I quickly went running down. And as I got to the, where the car park area is, that person disappeared, there's nobody there. Yeah. And he says, there's no way in the world, even, even if the guy came walking, there's no way he could have got to the gate in this much time. Right? There's no way he could have driven out in this much time. And I can't see the guy anyway. Okay, so again, because this is Hazrat Tawajjud, Hazrat Du'az, you know, the connection Allah, Hazrat had with Allah. 
Again, under 16, you know, we used to have Anjuman, right? Once Hazrat, you know, he came and he says, What's so hard about reading Duru Sharif? He goes, You just sit down, close your eyes, look down, read Duru Sharif once, and you're in front of Rosh Athar. Again, this is something I could never fathom, never understand, you know. And when you hear sometimes these stories, right, from Akabirin where they pray Dhuhr in one place and then Maghrib, Asar, they in Makkah and then Maghrib, they're back here. You know, SubhanAllah, once Rosa, once Duru Sharif and, 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 you know, he's got a direct connection. Um, early days, again, Hazrat used to, uh, I say early days, I started Dalum in maybe 99 or so, right? Um, my Mufti Rahman, you guys, you guys are legends, right, compared to us a lot. Um, but in our days, Hazrat uh, used to quite famously walk around sometimes on weekends and around our room and Talaba used to just hang about behind him and sometimes he'd stop and he'd say something. So he also used to sit in Qutub Khana quite often and right at the end. So on a Saturday evening, a few of us, we went there, we sat down and Hazrat looks up and he goes, Kambay. He looked at him and obviously he's waiting. He assumed that we've come for something, to ask him a question, to talk to him. And we were like, gobsmacked, like, nothing to say. So one of us said in Gujarat, he goes, Behwa Ewa, right? Bethne Ewa, we came to sit. And Hazrat goes, Behwa Ni Ewa, Malwa Ewa, right? Bethne Ni Ewa, Mil Ni Ewa. You go to Beh, you go to sit when somebody passes away. You've come to visit. Mm-hmm. You've, you've not come, right? I don't know how to put that into English. We go to Darulum, you know, last few years, Alhamdulillah, a few of us, we've been trying to go to Darulum to help, just do some DIY work, you know, fix the place up, assist. Um, Munshi Sab, you know, Rahmatullah again, passed away. Munshi Sab used to really look after Darulum a lot, right? Uh, the way I personally, I got into this gardening thing with Munshi Sab. When I went first, Darulum, I never used to like, enjoy the food, right? Obviously, you come from home, it's not home food, right? And today's Darulum standards, I'm telling you, this is brilliant, right? So, you know, the food was good, right? No doubt about it. But me personally, I just didn't take, like taking to it. So you guys might remember Sadiq Patel from Gloucester. Everyone used to call him Gloucester. He was in charge of the biscuit room. So I used to always go for makhaniyas. I love the makhaniyas, right? So he went and grasped me up to Hazrat. There's this new Sayyid from London. He doesn't eat and he just keeps eating makhaniyas. So one day Hazrat was waiting by the hall to see, right? When he saw me, he goes, come back. You're not going to eat. Because if you don't go to eat from today, then I'm going to take you to my house to eat. Right? So obviously, as a kid, I got scared. If he told me that later on, I was like, okay, I'm not going to go to eat then. <laughs> but I used to go there and mess about what not. And it was during one of those days where Hazrat grabbed me again. He goes, why are you not, are you not eating? Then he goes, go to Munchisab, help. Started, you know, Munchisab gave me some plants to water. I did that. There's about 50 pear, apple, plum trees. Did that. Then he asked me, have you got any friends? Then I said, yes, Alhamdulillah, there was about 16 of his cousins there. So I took the whole clan. We all went, Alhamdulillah, you know, just to use his machines and tractors and stuff. But, you know, eventually we got into it. So Alhamdulillah, through that barakah, right, you know, Alhamdulillah, got a lot of du'as with Hazrat. Many times we got to get sit-downs with Hazrat, you know, he told us stuff, you know. So behind Jamaqna, you guys might remember, there's a big wall there and there was lots of plants, nice flowers, you know, especially in the summertime, smelled quite good. So maybe two, three years ago, I don't remember exactly when it was, right? There was Japanese knotweed growing on the other side. So we were instructed to knock that out. So we knocked it out. And while it's doing it, we thought, let's just knock this all out. 
right? It was in summertime, there was no flowers on it. So we cleaned the whole wall up, all the way to the end behind Jamakana and all, all the way across by volleyball pitch. We were working on it all day, I can't remember what day it was, right? It, it must have been Saturday because Khatam finished, right? You know, on Saturdays you used to have the Khatam. And then Hazrat goes to the back door by Jamakana and he looks, and obviously the whole wall is bare, red, you can see the red bricks. Then he said, you know, he said to whoever of my, our colleagues were there, you know, why do you clean all this up for? So then they came to me, I wasn't there right there, so they came to me and asked, you know, why, why do you clean this up for? I said, because we're supposed to clean it up. No, no, we weren't supposed to clean Japan, Japanese, not with up. So then one of them go to me, go to Hazrat and tell him, because we, we cleaned it up on instruction, right? We misunderstood the instruction, I think. So I went to Hazrat, and he goes, okay, tell you, it's done. I said, done. I was like, whoa. And then I met Mala Junaid Sahib and I said to him, you know, Hazrat Sanil, I said, shall I go and clarify it? He goes, no, no, it's done. If he says it's done, it's done. Khalas, leave it. And that was it. And then a good two months down the line, once I was come back from work, I was playing in the you know, back uh, with my children and one of my kids were on top of me. And the phone rang, so I just pulled it out to see who it is. I just got Hazrat on it. I thought, oops, click it off. I thought, instinctively, Assalamualaikum, Ji, say, come to yeah, really fast. I didn't even let him say anything. And he goes, what's up? Do you not want to talk to me? Like, why are you so fast for? Let me speak. Yeah. Then I slowed down, took a step back. Then he made me do uh, some math calculations. You know, basically what he did, I can't remember the numbers now, but he basically what he did was he's he told me when those plants were planted and who by how many years ago. Then he goes, when your grandchildren are born and when your grandchildren come to the room to study, that's when those plants will come back out if you plant them today. Okay. So, you know, he's been waiting for these plants for so long. Well, Alhamdulillah, he never told us off at all. Then he gave me some names of different flowers. He goes, go get these and plant them up again. And he goes, this time, don't plant them on this side of the wall. Plant them on that side, right, which was a volleyball pitch. That side, we had to plant it on this side because there's a farm, farmer's land behind. And he goes, look, because the sunlight comes from that side every morning, it will grow faster. And inshallah, it won't be as long as your grandchildren, maybe <laughs> when your children come, right? So Alhamdulillah, we went and planted them. Uh, and inshallah, you know, they're kind of growing okay. Um, and the last thing, one thing I, uh, I must say that one thing I really, really miss about Hazra is he always responded. There was never a time where he wouldn't respond. You can send him a text message. It might take an hour or so, but he would respond. You know, just recently, um, my father-in-law, he had uh, kidney stones. And we text him to say, just make du'as, that's all. And he sent a four-minute voice clip back saying, why didn't you tell me beforehand? And he gave all these allergies that do this, do this, do this, do this, and these things would help. You know, he used to go over and beyond, out of his way, the shafqat, the muhabbat, the compassion that he had. You know, it trumped everything and anything. Never met anybody like that. You know, I can't say anything more than that. Allah, that was to follow his footsteps, inshallah. Um, a few years ago, and I was in that Jamaat as well. So that wall, it's about, I was thinking, 12, 15, 18 meters long and about four meters high, red brick. And honestly, there was about... Um, maybe 15 of us working on that wall massive roots all over the wall 
and the roots were so deep so you know uh, we split it up you know you take the first two meters you jump out of three kids you know you do the next so we, were like, we spent all day sweating <laughs> of doing that honestly and at the end of it we thought alhamdulillah Hazrat's going to be so happy with us <laughs> and then we found out that that was like that Hazrat said it looks so nice before all the green rather than red brick the green looks so nice why did you just destroy it all but like he said the compassion of Hazrat was amazing and then he mentioned about um, you know Karisab, and as children we always you know get up to mischief in Daulum and mess about, and Karisab sometimes gets really really frustrated, and says I'm going to complain to Hazrat, I'm going to complain to Hazrat. So obviously we get really really scared, and sometimes sometimes it's just a threat, but sometimes Hazrat actually goes to Hazrat and complains. But Subhanallah, Hazrat, you know. Again, never ever got angry. It must have been something serious. That's why Karisa went to him. But again, Hazrat, you know, he might he might call us. He might just tell us, okay, don't do it again. Very, very compassionately and lovingly, amazing. And um, I always saw Hazrat as you know our father. And I think Hazrat always saw us as the three hundred, the four hundred children of his. That's exactly how he treated all of us. And uh, uh, probably in about 95, 97, when I was around then as well, he planted some trees near the old swimming pool, some fruit trees. Um, I think they were apples, um, about 15 or something. You guys might know better. And when the first fruit came a few years later, the first thing he done, got the apples, told Kala, can make achar for the children with all of these apples. You know, so you got 15 trees, so many hundreds of apples, and Alhamdulillah, him and you know his wife and whoever else, you know, cut the apples and made the achar and said, give this to the children. Everything was all about the children. If ever any student went through anything, like you know, sometimes daulun food did used to run out. Sometimes in those days, you know, you just don't know who's going to come, how many people are going to eat, whether they're going to like it or not. So sometimes the food would run out. Sometimes, very seldom, but sometimes you would. And if Hazrat ever got wind that there were 10 students who hadn't eaten that night because the food ran out, honestly, immediately he would get food from his house, like Muhammad Zakaria said, or he would arrange food somewhere else for the students to eat. He would always be so, so compassionate um, of the children, um, of all of us in the Aulum. And... And obviously, Mawlana Yunus, way before us, uh, Sheikh Abdurrahman. And we always see these graduates before us, and we used to think these people were so, so lucky. Because in the earlier days, I understand that Hazrat would be in Da'ulam even more. But Alhamdulillah, I was also very lucky. I was there from 96 to 2002. And even then, Hazrat would live in his house, and he would come every day for Fajr. Maghrib Isha, whenever he's there, obviously, he would come for Salah. And like you said, the walks around out. Every day he's there. So, Alhamdulillah, we were so, so fortunate to be in his company for so many years and seeing him every single day. And obviously, as his responsibilities grew, he would come less and less. But Alhamdulillah, in those days, he would come a lot. And like you said, you know, we didn't do Qadr of Hazrat when he was there, honestly. And I'm sure everybody would say the same. He was there every day. Slowly, we would think it's the norm. He comes every day. If only we took more time to spend with him like he took with his sheikh, we would be, you know, we would get much, much more benefit now. But we didn't do the qadr. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for that and enable us to, you know, honor our mashaykh that we have amongst us now. So, so many fond memories in the balcony, Hazrat's balcony. Um, and as Sheikh Yunus started off with, Mona Yunus started off with that, 
everybody's ta'aluk with Hazrat was different. Some people met him every month, every week. Some people met him every day. Some people, alhamdulillah, nowadays had the, had the fortune of having Hazrat on their phone, text messaging him, WhatsApping him, calling him. Alhamdulillah, these people were so, so fortunate. And, you know, this last week I was traveling with some other students with Tudaulum. And some of them were saying, Alhamdulillah, I had a phone, he had an iPhone or something. And he had all of Hazrat's messages, you know, since he graduated and he started texting, he had all of them. And he felt so bad that a few years ago, for some reason, either he lost his phone or he dropped his phone or something and everything got deleted. And he had to start again, you know, for the last two, three years. You know, so, but you could see the remorse that he had that for not having those eight years of messages that was gone. So, you know, he, you could see he missed it. And then I was speaking to another graduate of Da'ulum and he was saying, Alhamdulillah, he still has the handwritten letters of Hazrat. And he reads them now. And to see the nasiha that Hazrat gave him back in the days. And subhanAllah, it just shows how much the students treasure Hazrat and everything that he's associated with. Another um, friend of mine, Alhamdulillah, so fortunate. So I graduated in 2002. It was in 2001, one year before me, when Hazrat recommended the students to start university. And they started going to Preston University. So the first group of students... They, they were, they stayed in the in in the next door house which we used to call bungalow. So Hazrat had one house, and next to him he bought another house. So the students were fortunate enough to stay there. The year I graduated, so we, that house was full. So we had to continue staying in Daulum. But that year was so so good because that you became very very close to Hazrat. And they were telling me that one day Hazrat, he had some of his old clothes in a bag. And he told the students that, you know, these are my old clothes, just throw them away or just give them to a charity shop or, you know, just do something with them. And the students got them. What did they do? They're not going to give it to no charity shop. They're not going to give it away. You know, there were five of them or six of them living in the house. They just distributed it. You know, you take Hazrat's, you know, undergarment, you take his kameez, you take this, you take his trousers. And until today, all of those students still have those clothing of Hazrat. You just think, subhanAllah, it's like, it's not jealousy, but you just think, only if I had one piece of clothing like that. You know, we, we all think like that. And um, to give somebody else a chance, just the, the last story I'm going to say is, um, so in that one year where I was in university after I had graduated, um, Hazrat um, called me one day. I was there walking around and Hazrat was also walking and he called me and Hazrat asked me, um, you know, how's your family? He's always... All his compassion, all his loving, all his caring. He was, he said, you know, about the haraja. How's everybody at home? I said, Alhamdulillah. I don't know, everybody's fine. In in those days in Daulum, we phone home once a week on a Saturday, Sunday, put in 30 pence, 20 pence, and, you know, phone home without mobiles in those days. You know, so we only phone home once a week. So I said, no, Alhamdulillah, the last time I spoke to my family, everyone was well. So Hazrat then said to me that, no, I think you should phone home and find out. I don't know how, but Hazrat knew that my father was involved in an accident taking my three sisters to Jamia Bradford back in 2003 uh, 2000, yeah, 2003 February um, so I don't know how he knew but he knew before me and he told me phone home I phone home immediately I was told the news my father, my three sisters and another girl um, were involved in this accident and obviously I made, my, I made myself uh, came down London and Alhamdulillah, Hazrat was so loving that the next day my father didn't survive, he passed away the next day in hospital, he was in hospital. Um, 
and uh, so, so, so my other friends who were one year before me who were living in the bungalow they were telling me that Hazrat just told them that you know Garelia we're going somewhere and they didn't know where they're going they started driving and Hazrat said pull over in the petrol station and just fill up the tank so they fill up the tank and, and they still there's about three four of them in the car with Hazrat they didn't, still didn't know where they're going Hazrat just said just drive M66 M60 M6 keep on driving and he drove all the way from Bari, and we all know how busy Hazrat is, how much is. He drove all the way from Bari, all the way down to London, just to perform the janazah of my father. And Alhamdulillah, you know. And after that, Hazrat became my father. Honestly, Hazrat became my father. After my father passed away, he was my obviously he's everybody's spiritual father. But I regarded him as my biological father as well. He is there for me always, and he would always ask me afterwards. Every time he saw me afterwards for so many years, he would say. How's your mom? Make sure you look after her. Make sure you stay with her. Make sure you don't do anything to harm her, to hurt her. You'd always be that compassionate, honestly. So, so close. And now, for this last week, now that we found out the Hazrat's passed away, honestly, and I'm sure all the graduates will say the same, that we just feel so lonely. <coughs> we can be in company, we can be sitting here, we are lonely. We read Quran and we are lonely. Hazrat taught us about Laylatul Nur that we can all complete one Quran in one day. We never thought it's possible. We thought, yeah, the Buzrugs, Hazrat Uthman radiallahu Hazrat Imam Shafi'i, Imam Abu Hanifa, they would do one khatam in one day. That's, that's those days. Hazrat taught us, no, you can still do it today. He taught us that. And Alhamdulillah. So now we read Quran, I'm just thinking, subhanAllah, Hazrat taught me this. Everything, everywhere we go, Hazrat, Hazrat. Any picture we see of Darulum, I was just telling Mullah Zakaria yesterday, and he mentioned Subul Salam as well. Uh, we've got a few copies of old Subul Salam from the 90s. Uh, I work in the prison, so we have them and we give them out to prisoners. And, uh, and I was just sorting through the last 15 copies we had. And one of them, the front cover, was a hand drawing of, I believe, Mullah Bilal Sab, Pepardi, he, wrote, he drew Jamaat Khana with his hand. One day, you know, sitting in Jamaqana, supposed to be doing mutala of his kitabs, but he sat in the corner and just drew the whole Jamaqana, alhamdulillah, you know. And in that picture, you know, they computerized and they put it on the front page of Subh Salam, and I saw that picture, honestly, in the prison, I thought, subhanallah, this is Dawlum, honestly, it's, it's our home. I went to Dawlum one week before Hazrat Pasir, I was in Dawlum as well one week before, and my, I, I took my wife, alhamdulillah, my wife and my daughter, they were in the bungalow doing their dhuhr, and I said, you guys just wait here, I'm going on Dawlum. This was before Hazrat passed away. And Hazrat, honestly, everyone will say, Dawlum is home to us. It's home. When, I, when you go there, you think, it's like I just graduated yesterday. Everything's the same. And you feel so much peace in Dawlum. So much peace. And that's all because of the barakat of, of Hazrat. And we go there. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us, you know, enable us to benefit from all of the lessons that Hazrat has taught us. And Mullah Yunus gave us all of those lessons and so many more. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala enable us to, to act upon all of them and, you know, give us the barakah and, and that link that we have with Hazrat to continue, inshallah, and to be even closer to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Uh, firstly, Mufti uh, Sahib, truly I... I'm very grateful that you've organized this uh, gathering here because Mona Zakaria will tell you we live very close by. When we got, when I received the news, I had just returned from uh, Lancashire, had visited Darulum, knowing no one's going to be there, but I took my children there just to show them the surroundings. And the night I got back, received the news, it was just. Um, 
you know, we all know the feeling, uh, can't describe it. And I was so restless, so restless. Um, and there's no one around, you know, we're in London and so on. And I had, I had to meet someone, you know, just to try to get myself over this first, these first few hours or whatever it was. And I was fortunate to have bumped into Maulana Zakaria Sab. <coughs> and we just spoke for a few minutes. Um, and, you know, that's sort of helped me. Um, but a- as a consolation, I had also uh, messaged Hazrat Maulana Abdurrahim Sab just to tell him you know Molana was you know was so far away I just couldn't get around uh, and Hazrat Molana Dreams have just replied with a few words um, and I think that they will be very beneficial to all of us he said his his response was don't worry do as much Isailu Thawab as you can and you'll be close closer than those who are close as in those who are in Canada maybe because you know Hazrat was with us and now he's not here. So th- this was Hazrat Abdurrahim Sab's words, and that really sort of calmed me down internally, knowing that we have this one thing we can hold on to. And even, you know, myself, I'll be honest, I'm guilty of not maintaining a strong taluk with Hazrat as I should have. And we'll all feel the same to a lesser or greater degree. But knowing that this avenue is still open for us, that where we can do something which will benefit our Hazrat, who, who you know, sacrificed his whole life for all of us, that's still there and you know, that, that's just something for us to hold on to, I suppose. Um, that, that's one thought that came uh, to my mind. Uh, secondly, um, we all know Hazrat was a very sensitive person. You know, he, he was very sensitive. That's why Karisab always used to say to us, "Whatever shikayat you have, bring to me." He, he enjoyed the shikayats, so <laughs> bring it to me. Don't take it to Hazrat, because he he knew Hazrat could take leave and so on, and he, and he would become ill and so on. But the the amazing thing was it worked two ways with Hazrat. His sensitivity was for the students and whoever else as well, and he was he was so he's such a dignified person. Honestly, uh, I mean, I, I went through some rough patches here and there, and Hazrat was aware of these rough patches, but he would never bring them up. You know, every time I would go to him, he, he knows that if I raise this conversation with this person, he might become upset, or, he, you know, he, he, he may not want it to be. Whereas uh, we, we know other people will pick that conversation to understand what's happening in your life. Uh, but Hazrat was fully aware, and he knows I will share all, everything I had to share with him, Yet he would avoid that conversation. Uh, he was such a uh, Subhanallah. His uh, his sifat were amazing. You know, never seen, n- never experienced anyone like this. Um, one occasion in Medina Munawwara, when you know we used to go Umrah uh, with the Darul group and so on, uh, I bumped into Hazrat. He was on the same floor on the in the lift, uh, hotel lift. I said to Hazrat, I heard you know a place. This was before the Azar Academy mud and you know before they were uh, mass produced. Uh, I said, Hazrat, uh, I heard you know a place here in Medina Munawara where they sell the mud. He said, Yeah, yeah. Come to so and so gate for Asar Namaz, Masjid Nabawi, and after Namaz I'll take you to where where you can find these and f- find the mud. So Subhanallah. It was a hard day. I fell asleep 
and I didn't wake up for the Jamaat. Uh, I was organizing the Darulam group that year. So I, I went rushing, I just missed the Salam. You know, so I, <coughs> then I was looking for Hazrat everywhere. Hazrat wasn't there. I asked some of the Satis, they said Hazrat hasn't come today. He maybe is praying somewhere else in another part of the Masjid. So I was relieved at that. Uh, but then I thought, you know, that, that's, that's the worst thing you can do. You ask Hazrat for something, he gives you time and then you miss it. Uh, but it happened, Hazrat wasn't, you know, he, he wasn't there uh, for whatever reason. Then after Isha, I was with Sheikh Yunusab. Sheikh Yunusab was there at that time. I was in his khidmat. Then uh, I was just taking Sheikh to his car and Hazrat came. And after Haz- Sheikh Yunusab went into his car, you know, Hazrat's Gembai. <laughs> He said, Jalo. Then I, he, I knew where he was taking me. He took me to some shops in Medina Munawara and he, he said, look, this is the start, this is the mood and so on. And that was that. And I was happy Hazrat took me, you know, he made my day. But look at Hazrat's dignified way. He, he purchased it from the shopkeeper because we did, he didn't want to do window shopping like me because I had no intention of purchasing. I just wanted to see it. What, what does the site look like? I don't want to take it back home. I don't want to pay, you know. So, but Hazrat, he knew, he visited. The purpose of this guy sitting with his shop is to make some money for him, you know, earn a living. So Hazrat splashed out the money. He purchased it. He said, take this back with you to Darul Lum. He said, I already, I already have mine. Take it back. And when you go back, I can't remember. He said, give it to me when you arrive back or give it to so-and-so start. And that was it. But look at how dignified and how thoughtful, you know, he, he was so detailed in his thoughts that our, our minds don't even cross that, you know, he, he must, uh, it's just uh, ajib, his, uh, his ways were so amazing. Um, and after graduation, w- one thing I noticed about Hazrat Rahmatullahi was, I mean, he, he runs you know, he 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 he's, he ran so many huge institutes. He you know he came graduated from uh, amazing places. His standards were standards were very high and so on. Um, and when you compare, like for example, what the institute I'm running or whatever, to what Hazrat achieved, is nothing. It's a drop in in a notion. But every time I would speak to Hazrat or he would communicate whatever, he was so positive about it. Ne- there was no negativity knowing you know he can see i mean with so much experience he knows where the weaknesses are but it was all positive all encouragement there was no negativity you know mashallah and i'm i'm sure you know everyone's experiences that when you go to hazard when you went to hazard with any initiative or any plan you had it was all encouragement you know there wasn't because personally i feel that if if there was even the slightest bit of negativity from Hazrat, I would stop it immediately. And that, regardless of the weaknesses, you would never take that step. So it was, he was such a, um, the, the sort of support you felt with, with that positivity, um, it, it was vi- vital for anyone to continue the work of Deen. Um, I mean, we can go on. It's just Ajib Allah Ta'ala bless us all with uh, working in the ways that Hazrat wanted us to work um, and elevate Hazrat's status. First of all, I don't think I should be speaking because um, the ulama and people who are worthy. Um, Alhamdulillah, I got the chance to go to Bari in 1980, I think. Um, and uh, Hazrat used to live 
in the old place where you mentioned and I think along that corridor Islam al-Haqsab when he first came he resided there Darul Ulum in those days was very very you know harsh raw I remember um, there were times when in winter the lights would go off and also remember going outside where Hazrat's house was down the alleyway making wudu with water that collected in the stones and probably it was you know one degrees zero degrees and another thing is of all the people that went there not everybody maybe wanted to be there maybe they were able to acquire knowledge because they didn't have the zahan for it um, I'm sad to say and fortunate I think I've probably been to five six seven darulums all over and the only thing good was that we learnt respect adab qadr of you know these mashaykh and I count Hazrat Rahmatullah as one of the foremost and Alhamdulillah I've met and stayed with Hazrat Hardoi Rahmatullah Mullah Muhammad Ahmad Sabar Tabgari I've met people of that caliber and also saw Hazrat Sheikh Rahmatullah when he came and all his Khulafa um, I didn't really have a close contact connection with Hazrat but he left a very good impression and the last few days I just wonder you know like if I had made more effort maybe gone to see him um, I got the opportunity to meet him a few times one I think the last time may have been at Lantern of Knowledge. Um, time before that, one of his, um, one of Hazrat Zakaria Rahmatullah, the Sheikh's Khulafa, came to UK, Hazrat Qadi Amirul Hasan Saab, and um, we visited Hazrat, and I remember having food with him mostly. And I think I probably touched about a few things, just said, look, I didn't learn anything, but I benefited so much. And one of my memories of Dalulum is Hazrat Qadi Sab. And Hazrat Qadi Sab, many times I was very naughty, you know, didn't have the capability to learn. So, you know, I often caught a good hiding from him. And when I went to visit there, I said to Hazrat Qari Sahib, I remember you and I'll never forget you. And he said, Gem. And I said to him, because every time I read Durud Sharif, you've probably got a hissa. Because whenever I saw you, you always said, Kamushku jareo, Durud Sharif jao. And then he'd maybe, you know, give you a smack. <laughs> so 
I think, if I remember, he hugged me, kissed me, and then the person who was taking me around said, well, I think he'll narrate the story to all the students after. But I think all that came from Hazrat himself. And, you know, when you talk about compassion, I remember when where they used to do Muntala, the Arbi Awal Dom Som, etc., used to be in the hall. Hazrat used to sit in the corner and there were me and some of my friends who were doing Nazra and we'd lay three tables and we'd have our legs like, you know, out and we'd be talking about whatever we wanted to talk about. And Hazrat, although he knew what we were doing, his gaze was always down and he had his dark glasses on and he never said anything. He never said anything at all. Um, I remember very an important thing was we used to write one page of Urdu in a copy and Hazrat used to sign it. And he was very, very strict on that. I suppose that was because the bunyad of uh, Arabic, you know, you had to have strong Urdu and Farsi to you know, understand the kitabs and things like that. So, I mean, I could probably sit here and, you know, give you so many stories, but the main thing is, um, one thing I, I note about Hazrat Rahmatullah is that, and I always say, if you ask any children in all the cities and towns in the UK, you know, Hazrat Mulla Yusuf Mutala Sahib, they'll say, who's he? They don't know who he is. And that's because he was, like Mufti Sahib said, a very private person. He never sought, if you like, I don't want to use the word fame, but he never, you know, he wasn't a famous person in those um, fields. So that's one thing I realized about Hazrat. But the from a long time ago, I didn't know myself, but when Wuzurgan Adin would come and I'd go there, I used to find out about these makatibs and I think I went to Romford or somewhere, you know, with some sheikh who came and I was absolutely shocked that all these maktabs were directive of Hazrat and, you know, his emphasis on education. I mean, when we were there, I mean, barely we used to have education, so it's not really in my comprehension that Hazrat would have taken a directive to say to students, now go and do a, you know, doctorate, PhD, you know, BA, whatever. And that just goes to show Hazrat's, um, you know, foresight, vision, Although he was a private person and people thought he didn't know what was going on, he had a very good grasp of what was actually going on and how Dini Mahal would shape, how, you know, our next generation, the difficulties they would have and so forth. Um, and the only thing I'd like to conclude on is to say that I think he was so um, in love with his sheikh and the Prophet that 
the majlis and the durood and revival of sunnah i just remember i don't know why i remember it but i think he was a revivalist of sunnah so he'd find out certain sunnah that were not being practiced on and he would you know highlight them so i think uh, we should remember him for those things and uh, inshallah he makes a lasting impression on me and everybody else just before the dua um, again just what mufti abdul rahman um, mentioned in terms of dhikr uh, when I was reading about Hazrat um, in his early days here, um, the emphasis which Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullah places upon dhikr and uh, solitude. Um, in one of the letters, Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullah constantly, not even one letter, he says to Hazrat that um, you and Malana Hashim Sahib, Malana Hashim Sahib was here with him, and he said, make sure you spend two hours in dhikr and solitude dhikr and solitude he said yes the work is important and everything is important but spend two hours and if you can do two hours together that's better but if you can do one hour one uh, and if you need to separate it but do two hours so I think this power of dhikr is something that we have neglected and you know now we realize you know why our silsila and you know, Malana Yahya Nomani, Damat Barakatum, he comes every year and he says, every time he comes, he says that because he, he was in Nadwa uh, and then he went to Medina Munawara, he met different groups. So, uh, you know, Ikhwan and Salaf, uh, the Salafis, the Ikhwanis and the Maududis and all the different groups he's been through. And he said, I've seen all of them. Um, but out of all of them, the moderation and the path of moderation and the silsila which I find the most beneficial is this silsila. And he, he always mentions uh, when he read the khab of Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullah that before Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullah came to England, uh, he came in 1979 and he came in 1981. And Hazrat somebody saw Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria Rahmatullah had seen that um, the Prophet is coming with me. Uh, I can't remember the exact uh, khab, but um, he, he and <coughs> Mona Yahya he mentions that when I read that and you see the change that happened after the Sheikh Zakaria set foot in England everything changed in this country after the Sheikh Zakaria set foot in England the Tawajju and uh, the <coughs> time he spent here uh, first time he spent a few days second time he spent quite a few days and, and the last thing I'll mention about the Sheikh Zakaria the second time when he came he ended up in hospital in, in Bari and uh, Hazrat, uh, our Hazrat was so uh, worried that Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria wanted to die in Medina Munawara and 
he was preparing a chartered plane for the Sheikh Zakaria to go to Medina Munawwara. And <coughs> when he, he recovered, he came out of hospital, he came back to Darulum, and Hazrat mentioned to Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria that Hazrat, you know, we were so concerned that we, you know, we were preparing uh, a chartered plane. And Hazrat Sheikh Zakaria reminded him that, don't you know? How many times have I told you? I've been told that I will die in Medina Munawwara. Yeah. When he was young, when he was young, as the Sheikh Zakaria when he was young, he wanted to stay in Medina Munawwara. And in a dream, the Prophet told him that you go, you go back to India and jab aapka waqt aayega, hum bula lenge. You know, and that's the silsila that we are fortunate to know and to be associated with. And that's what we need to value. And that's the main thing, what we've learned from Hazrat, is that this silsila, we're very, very fortunate. Especially, you look outside, you know, um, many who have not touched this silsila, not even seen it, they think, what planet are these people on? Yeah? Because they, they're in this modernism, or this modern Islam, or uh, changing Islam this way and that way. Wallahi, we cannot thank Hazrat enough that we are we were in touch with him and we were able to sit with him and we were able to learn this silsila without him we don't know where we would have been so as uh, mufti abdul rahman mentioned <coughs> this is our legacy and we have to continue the legacy we have to continue this legacy so this dhikr durood sharif that's part of the legacy and then do some work do some work so that we will benefit and hazrat will benefit as well اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك اللهم لك الشكر كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك وعظيم سلطانك لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين الإفلام يم الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم وعنت الوجوه للحي القيوم اللهم صل على سيدنا ونبينا مولانا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا ونبينا مولانا محمد وبارك وسلم يا رب صل وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم اللهم صل على محمد عدد كلما ذكره الذاكرون وعدد كلما غفل عن ذكره الغافلون ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقم عذاب النار ربنا لا تزق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الأبرار ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين واجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين رب اغفر وارحم وأنت خير الراحمين رب ارحمهما كما ربياني صغيرا اللهم إنا نسألك رضاك والجنة ونعوذ بك من سخطك والنار اللهم اغفر لنا ولوالدينا ولأساتذنا ولمشائخنا ولأحبابنا ولأصحابنا ولإخواننا ولأخواتنا ولأقاربنا ولأصدقائنا ولمن حق له علينا ولمن أوصان له بالدعاء يا الله يا أرحم الراحمين يا الله we have just remembered our Sheikh our Hazrat Hazrat Mahalana Yusuf Mutala Sab Ya Allah the only reason we remembered him is that he is our great Muhsin Ya Allah just like he favored us Ya Allah you favor him Ya Allah Ya Allah just like he loved us Ya Allah you love him better than he loved us Ya Allah Ya Allah grant him the highest status in Jannah Ya Allah Grant him the highest status in Jannah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, when he was here, we saw the love of 
your love and the love of your beloved Prophet pouring from every pore of his body, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, oozing from every pore of his body, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, with that love, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, grant him the highest place in Jannah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, when he comes to you, Ya Allah, Ya Allah, you are smiling at him and he is smiling at you, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, greet him in that state, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, so many people have seen dreams and mubashirat that he is with the Prophet ﷺ. Ya Allah, make them true, Ya Allah. He was a true beloved of the Prophet ﷺ. Ya Allah, help us follow in his footsteps, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever legacy has left behind, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, protect all that legacy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, make us from that legacy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, help us to continue his work, Ya Allah. Help us to continue his legacy, Ya Allah. Help us to continue to support his institutions, Ya Allah. Help us to create new institutions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, and protect all of those institutions, Ya Allah. Protect all of the Asatizah Kiram who, used to, who are teaching in those institutions, Ya Allah. Protect all of the students who graduated from those institutions, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, and help us to continue his legacy, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those of us who are in pain, especially his family, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them some rejameel, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them good patience, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them good patience, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are the wakil, Ya Allah. Look after his children, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you are ni'mal wakil, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, look after his children, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whatever mishaps, whatever taklif, whatever difficulty we might have given him, Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive us, Ya Allah. We were only students, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we were nadan, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we were... Anjan, Ya Allah, we didn't know what we were doing at times, Ya Allah. And we might have given him some taklif or we might have hurt him in a way, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, and help us to continue his legacy, Ya Allah. Whoever is paining, whoever is suffering from his, uh, from his demise, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant them sabr jameel, Ya Allah. Grant them sukoon, grant them peace in their hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we only remember him, Ya Allah, to try and find some solace in our hearts, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, whenever we remember him, Ya Allah. Whenever we remember his love for us, his compassion for us, Ya Allah, what he did for us, Ya Allah. If he had not created this Darulum, if he did not establish this Darulum, Ya Allah, where would we, have, we would have been, Ya Allah? Where would this country and the Muslims in this country would have been, Ya Allah? Ya Allah, it is only your grace and your fazal and your karam, Ya Allah, that you granted us a sheikh like Hazrat Mawlana Yusuf Mutala Sab, Ya Allah. Grant him the best of rewards, Ya Allah. Grant him the rewards that he deserves, Ya Allah. We cannot, Ya Allah, even our du'as are not sufficient for him, Ya Allah. But Ya Allah, apni shayne shan, Ya Allah, unko badla nasib farma. Ya Allah, apni shayne shan, Ya Allah, unko badla nasib farma. Ya Allah, unko pure tawar pa badla nasib farma. Unke darajat ko bulam farma. Ya Allah, grant him the highest place in Jannah. Ya Allah, Huzu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki saat. Ya Allah, Huzu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki ma'iyyat ke saat. Ya Allah, unko jannat ul firdaus nasib farma. Ya Allah, Huzu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ki dasti mubarak se huza kursir ka pani nasib farma. Ya Allah, hume bhi is silsile ke saat پورے طور پر جننے کی توفیق نصیب فرما اور اس کی مدد کرنے کی توفیق نصیب فرما ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين